Okay, we're going to try to finish out our agenda there. So, uh, Mr. Chairman, I wasn't here Monday. Uh, Scott did the meeting for me, so I'm, I'm not quite sure where we're at on the agenda. So, you had a thought, then, sure. Russell? Uh, Vice Council, uh, Vice of Committees, today they brought in, they put on the desk, the sergeant desk here, 10 more resolutions. We always also have 12 that's pending. Committees come in and bring it in. They say emergency legislation. Now they got they go through the process, but we got to take care of the first 12. I mean that's your call though, your your council. So whatever you decide to do, but I'm just advising you. Some mornings they do bring in walking resolutions. Some will go through committee, some don't. So it's just advise me. Now they mark emergency on that, but you gotta let me know ahead of time. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Okay. Russell. Good morning. Uh, I put that walk like in Jack. Today, Lila too. Anyway, uh, uh, maybe we should stick to the agenda. Good morning. Uh, Talking about resolutions, uh, uh, you know, I'd like to at some point get at, as far as land and natural. So, yes. you know, after that it doesn't matter. But uh, <laughs> after that, he's well, gonna go home. Uh, <laughs> I suggested uh, if there's a dollar amount in our resolutions with land and natural that we can bring it on through budget and finance. But uh, I don't think Mike is. Uh, he's not here today. So yeah, we've been uh, <clears throat> coming together here quite a bit. And when we do that, we kind of mess up the committee work. So when we take a day and, and do council, then the committee can't do their thing. Uh, BB. Good morning, administration. Good morning, Good morning sir. Mr. Chair, um, I need to be excused um, probably in an hour. My son's going to get braces today, so I'll stay as long as I can, and I'll be back by. We stay in session all day about 2. I'll try. <laughs> okay. Give it your best shot. Yeah. Maybe. All right. Shall we get right into those resolutions? Oh, I know, Mr. Chair. I had, I had one more thing that just escaped my mind. Is um, is Scott going to be here? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I just had a question. Was um, I know they're they're interviewing. Um, are they been um, whittling down the number of applicants for our general manager at the casino? And just from the sounds of it, from the people I visited, you know, I wished uh, I, I was part of it. But um, our subcommittee, I think budget finance should have been involved in this. But, um, you know, at this point in time, I don't think we can afford any more on the job training. I think there's maybe one or two people that's going to get interviewed that, you know. Um, probably have any kind of general manager experience at all. So to save our time, I see, I don't know how many days we're going to set aside the interview for a, a general manager, but, um, you know, I think we need someone with experience to go out there, you know, obviously the on-the-job training is a big failure. Scott, I was asking about that. How many applicants um, are qualified, have PM experience? Out of the, I don't know, the number I hear 15 getting interviewed, 12, you know, should be whittled down to five, you know. Last time we had a meeting and 
references in the, the question that they answered that they would be pretty much qualified. And there was probably one, two, three, four, five other ones that would qualify for a comptroller mm -hmm. type position. Um, and one of that qualify for comptroller would also probably qualify for for uh, a general manager position too. But it's up to you what you guys want to do. Um, Ken, Ken Ledoux asked me to see how you guys wanted to set that up on interviews for Monday and Tuesday. <coughs> if, uh, if some of them can't do be here, you guys would be willing to do a conference call or maybe some type of uh, Skype or FaceTime. But that would be up to you. And, and it's set up for a tw 20, uh, Monday and Tuesday. There are two uh, local people in here that have uh, degrees or accounting degrees, and they would mostly qualify for for the comptroller positions. But uh, and I also wanted to know if you guys wanted to to afford them a, a, a interview since they were tribal members and they, they had degrees. Yeah. Yep. Um, 11 years I think um, if we have a GM that has general manager experience you know um, that's good and I think we need someone in that that is qualified and they could probably do the um, the comptroller duties too to save us money for a while you know because you know it was set up where you just got the uh, people working out there inputting the information that we get every you know every uh, month that comes here the computer does it. it's not individuals that do that so I think we need to um, in order to save us some money for a while I think that's something we need to consider so you know we'll have to ask those questions at the appropriate time thank you mr. chair Scott um, council I'll go ahead and read uh, there's there's like five applicants that they circled here on this list and, and there was uh, a Michael black from Prescott Arizona has uh, worked at uh, tribal casinos before, similar to what what we run here. Uh, a Jack Crane from Las Vegas, Nevada, also uh, 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 worked in um, tribal casinos before. A Tom Fuch from Portland, Oregon. Brian Mayotte from Grand Portage, Minnesota. Uh, and, and we all know Adrian Marbino and he's back in St. Paul, Minnesota, and he was also a certified accountant, plus he's got general manager experience. Um, and uh, uh, Johnny Winker, and, uh, and uh, it looked like he had some uh, tribal gaming experience too. So those are the five applicants that we, are actually six of them that we, we picked out for, for uh, the interviews. Um, the comptroller applicants that we thought that might be able to be interviewed as one from uh, uh, Pedro Andrade from Sacramento, California, uh, Michael Jackson from West Wendover, Nevada, uh, Adrian Marbino, which he was a comptroller out to the casino in the past, and then uh, Cheryl Rogers. She's a she's a, I think we all know her. She's a, married to Mr. Hanna, so. And then uh, we have one from Winter, South Dakota, a tribal member, Turner Kelly, with a, he has an MBA, 
And then we have a local person, um, James Pointee, with a with MBA. So uh, those are the applicants. Okay, we'll move along. Uh, do I need to uh, let Ken do know if you guys want to do a Skype type interview or, or a phone interview if, 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 if they can't make it? Because it's kind of short notice to get all of them all here. I think he's been calling, but there's some of them that are not available. So it's kind of up to you guys. I need to let him know by the end of today, though. We have, we, have, you know, we have the capability to do Skype. You know, if that's the next best thing to them being here, at least we could see and talk to them electronically, you know, on a computer. Or You guys are okay with that? So sure. for, for uh, the interviews would be, you guys actually would be interviewing one, two, three, four, five, six applicants for general manager. And then one, two, three, Four, and if the, you guys are going to interview the local people, um, you'd have six for for uh, interviews for the comptroller. Is that okay? Richard. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. So, Scott, all those positions are being advertised at the current salaries. Yeah, well, it, it, it's 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 a, it's a range we gave them when they applied, so that's how we we, we took some of them off because they're, they're they wanted too much for what it was offering for our casino. So that's how we kind of whittled it down. Yeah. Okay, that comptroller. That's uh, who gave us that report here. Yeah, that's Tenets is doing it right now. So and he's making probably about uh, I think he was saying nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. to all of them he said he had seven people that worked for him why does it take eight people to get that report here yeah. i mean we obviously need to make some cuts down there and do those seven people load his computer and then that's where we get the report i don't understand where it takes seven people to do that and i thought we was going to have a big casino meeting here and look at all the salaries and do some adjusting and uh, but I guess that never happened. I, I did. I did pass out the. Uh, I gave uh, Steve a copy of the and and pass out everybody the wages out there for the managers' positions. And if you looked at that that managers' position, they're at bare bones right now as far as running that casino. Probably only place they could ever make any cuts is to maybe the graveyard shift or something like that. But. It's 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 kind of bare bones. It might seem like a lot, but some of those um, managers have been out there for for quite a few years, and they've actually earned that salary what they're doing. And, and if if you take it away from them, they'll quit. And then I thought we was had questions on whether we should keep it open from two o'clock in the morning till eight o'clock in the morning. You know, there's nothing going on out there during that time. And um, I don't know if it would be if we could close it, or if it has to stay open 24/7. But you know that was questions that we had that they were supposed to bring, and how much money we would save, or how you know. But that never happened either. Uh, 
You know, we ask all these questions and then we just keep going onward. But I thought we was going to have a big casino meeting and discuss all that. Uh, I got Lila first and then Steve. Um, I have some concerns about some issues out to the casino and I really think we need to discuss a lot more like I agree with smoke there um, I've been getting complaints about the hotel and I know people have been there for years and managing but if they're gonna do that they need to do a service to this tribe the hotel you can't even they call 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 I had some people who were coming here out of town to stay for uh, four days they couldn't get through at the casino nobody would answer that phone and that bothers me because we lost out on that money they went to Valentine and stayed there and that was four people at the regular rate for four days somebody needs to answer to that and I think you know it's pretty serious when council gets those complaints because you know it's valid so you know some things need to change out there they really do and when we're we're losing money like that and we pay those people what we pay them we need answers i want answers from the um, hotel manager that's always been an issue so many excuses and if they can't do the job then we can find somebody else who can because we are we count on that revenue we pay employees from that. We service our tribal members from the revenue. So I have an <coughs> issue with that. So I think council, we really need to look into that and you know, have a discussion. Thank you. Steve. Good morning. Council, administration, Oyate. I guess uh, my biggest concern is that we're paying uh, some people like 100,000 uh, plus dollars uh, a year uh, and a lot of these people are only working what's equivalent to part-time mm -hmm. now if you have minimum wage people having to put in a full you know their full time at least 40 hours a week I think it's unfair to them that these people uh, get this amount of money and they're only putting in part-time and yet they're getting their full pay and I'm thinking that uh, if it only requires part-time, a uh, part-time position to get that job done, why are we paying them full-time salaries? Maybe we need to reduce some of those positions to part-time. Thank you. Okay, so all of these um, uh, issues can come up. I guess when we get them over here for their report, be the time to address them. So, I would think, uh, Lester, and then uh, Russell. Yeah, There was a, a point that uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Long had made, and I kind of thought about it. Uh, I know we have an applicant that is not around here, or if he's around here, I don't know. He's from the Diné Nation and all. And to have him come and interview, 
Are we going to uh, offer any mileage or are we going to do anything to, because if this person is coming, he's going to think that he's been selected or he's more favorable and he comes and then we don't select him and all, <laughs> he'll be shorted out. So are we going to consider something like that or shall we just go with like a teleconference type of thing? I guess those were the thoughts that was going through my mind on that. Thank you. Russell? Yeah, I guess that was my question. Also, uh, how how are we going to set up our interviews? Uh, I, I'd rather, for me, I'm I'm old school. I'd rather see faces and dialogue. Uh, uh, and you know, are are we going to set them up like uh, during a day with the timelines? You know, so we can kind of go through the list. I'd rather see that because, uh, uh, you know, Lakota people, we are a visual society. And I like to follow that tradition. And so uh, that'd be my suggestion. And, and you know, coming and running a major casino for a tribe, you know, people people will take that to heart. You know, they will, if they really want that job, they'll come. Uh, I think we've been really lenient and very generous in the past. And I think uh, we need to to be a little more assertive today than than looking back in the past. And so I would I would suggest that we have interviews right here. Huh? If we don't have to do the Skype, is this a suggestion? But, but yeah, it's a big deal to yeah that um, they want the job, they'll come and interview. Okay, so we we got today's schedule to do that. Get that done. Um, are we ready to? Start with our resolutions. Okay, Eddie. I guess looking at the agenda, is there anything from the communities? Is there any resolutions from the communities? I'll get you in just a second, Kathy. I see you. Mr. Chair, this is emergency registration. It's been here for about three weeks. Um, <laughs> this has to do with. Uh, there's no removal equipment. That's to do with transportation. Okay. You mind if I hang that up? Let's start with those. I, I got Kathy, Lila, and Steve. Need the floor. Go ahead. Uh, Mr. Chairman, she was going to say the same thing as I was. Can we do the resolutions that have been here and gone through committee already before we do the emergency ones that just came okay. last minute? The ones with the numbers. We can do that. Exactly. The ones that uh, have been through committee first. Okay. Well, these these been uh, Mr. Chair, uh, Vice Council. These came up this morning. Came in on the table this morning. These resolutions were sitting in for about a week and a half to two weeks, almost three weeks. Now it's your call. What can you do? The ones that have come through committee. That numbers on them. All right, we're going to do with uh, this one first. 
Once it's the numbers, I've been to the Lila, you need the floor. Um, this is um, while we're he's doing that. I'm um, requesting some travel, and um, there is a <coughs> um, training for um, creating a trauma-informed school, and it's um, in Rapid City on Saturday and Sunday this weekend. And um, St. Francis is um, doing their Lakota language um, stuff over there. And I, um, I go to these meetings, it's called OLNEC, Oglala Nation um, Education Consortium. And um, the reason why I go to these is they're very informative. And um, St. Francis is a part of the treaty schools that they work with over there. So I'm requesting um, to go to this and really with education I think we really need to start implementing um, and looking at trauma-based education and it's sad that we have to go that far but um, with all our issues you know we're trying to figure something out on how to how to handle our education system because the kids are not learning you know, the teachers are frustrated, but the the trauma that some of the children have, and um, you know, the things that they're dealing with, it really affects all of them, the whole school. So um, I'll get copies for this, and I'd like to make a motion for this travel this weekend. Um, it's the eight oh, travel the eighteenth and Saturday. And Sunday is the meeting. You're moving? Lila? I'm making, yeah, I'm making okay. a motion to move. Can we get a second? Steve Brave, question. Kathy, all in favor? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Opposed? Zero. Not voting? Three. Thank, Thank you, you, Lila. Thank you, Council. I'll get copies for you. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Chair, what I handed out was the uh, seventeen two oh two thirty. Within that packet, there are four or three or four resolutions attached to it. Okay, so th those come out of Land and Natural. Land and Natural. Okay. Chairman, Land and Natural. Could bring those on. Vice Chair, Land and Natural. Committee member, Line of Natural. Oh. <laughs> Kathy? There he is. Chairman, Line of Natural. Three resolutions before you. <laughs> uh, the first page, top page, is missing a page. Yeah. And so oh. I. And I asked for the minutes of uh, our meeting, but uh, our secretary is uh, hustling back there. So I'll, I'll go with uh, resolution 17 233. Russell, you're moving to bring that on the floor? Yes. Seconded by BB Long. It's on the floor, has a number. 
Okay, I'll start with the fifth, whereas, whereas the Rosewood Sioux Tribal Council has enacted RST Ordinance 82-01, creating the Rosebud Sioux Tribe Land and Natural Resource Committee to develop and coordinate all aspects of natural resources of the Rosebud Sioux Tribe. Whereas the department has brought up the issue of illegal dumping and other trash littering violations on RST lands to the Land and Natural Committee in the past, and whereas the department has been working with local programs such as Solid Waste Safety of Dams RST Prosecutor's Office to determine a plan of action that addresses current and future issues. After discussion on legal liability and responsibility of one's trash has been determined that any person that does not utilize the tribal solid waste services shall be responsible for their trash until it's properly disposed of at the landfill in eastern Todd County. Whereas the department has shall issue citations and fines for illegal dumping as well as additional fees to be used for solid waste department as a reimbursement for cleanup. Whereas the department shall be responsible for enforcement and citation of this new re regulation. Now, therefore, it be resolved that the Rosewood Sioux Tribal Council adopts and approves the recommendations of the RST Land and Natural Resource Committee regarding the new regulations, enforcement, and cleanup of illegal dumping. Any discussion? Chair? Yes, Eddie. I have a question in reference to ordinance. Is it allowed in the ordinance where it can be enforced? this ordinance what I mean is that can we find them have them put in jail for over dumping or whatever Who says? Chair, this is a question I have how can we enforce this question first thing is the second page of this resolution with the therefore view result is not attached so there's more to this resolution the the code section in the law and order code it permits the council to adopt seasons depending year to year without having to amend the law and order code Training. Uh, 1733. She said that. Uh, Jim. She got some oh, justification. Okay. All right. Thank you. Usually part time. Don't go for it. Okay. She said Eric. 
justification. Eddie, does that answer your question? Well, we need the other page. We're missing a page. Rose? Yeah, I, I guess this, this is a resolution I didn't draft either. Do you have the complete resolution? This is the complete resolution that was signed in this packet. Yeah, there's no fine schedule either. There should be a fine schedule. Yeah, how much is too much? Yeah, 33. Yeah, I got 233, but there's no second page on this one either. Mr. Chair, I'm the wise council, and you, Mr. Chair, to tell you what it is, tell, the, tell everything is attached to it. Same with the first one, Mr. Chair. They present these resolutions. Excuse me, Council. Yeah. There was that resolutions. Everything should be attached to them so that you can look at them carefully. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Russell. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll go ahead and refer my uh, to another. Uh, okay. And I did the first one. I took. To get a, the second, that's also viewers too to make sure that that uh, documents are ready for pre presentation. Uh, I think you should look through them, not just have them bring it and lay it on your desk. Okay. So you just withdraw for now. I'll withdraw for now, and then we'll move on to another. Now I'll, I'll okay. get Let's I'll get the ducks in order here. Oh, hi, see Jackie. Okay. Is the next one in the packet. Russell, you're withdrawing the whole packet? Yes. Morning. Okay. Hang on to him. <laughs> no, hang on to him. Find out. Okay, we're doing the resolutions that have numbers, Eddie. It's got a number? 2017-321. Okay, so it's been through committee. We'll deal with that. Okay, Council, we're looking at Resolution 2017-321. Transportation has dealt with this. Can someone bring it on from committee? Maybe we're looking at 321. Looks like it's been through the committee.
We have a motion to approve resolution 321. We need a second. Mike Bolts. Is there any discussion? I guess, BB, we got to read it in. by the Federal Aviation Administration to a separate non-for-profit corporation entity to reauthorize programs of the Federal Aviation Administration and for other purposes. And whereas HR 2997 contains a non-discrimination section, which is titled Section 129, 129 of HR 2997 that Indian tribes may establish employment and contracting preferences for projects at Charlie Owned Airports located on Indian Reservation, and whereas the Section 129 Amendment aligns Federal Aviation Administration of Hiring Travel Preferences with that of other sub agencies within the Department of Transportation, Title Seven of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, like the Department of Interior, DOI, and whereas the Section 129 Amendment is recognized is in recognition of tribes' authority to regulate economic activity on tribal lands and foster the goals of tribal self-determination. Now, therefore, be resolved that the two tribe officially supports the amendments of S-1405 to include the Section 129 amendments found in H.R. 2997. Need a question? You have Go ahead, Tom. Does this any way affect our allocation for our airport over here? $150,000 a year that we get? Because it says to transfer operation of the air traffic services to a non-profit corporate entity. What does that mean? You know, Smoke, I, I, I wasn't at this meeting when this was brought up. I think Robert would be able to explain it more, but yeah, I'm, um, this is the first time seeing it, so... But does that affect our allocation each year that we get? You know, I hate to support this when um, we're allowing a transfer of the services to a nonprofit entity. How about we table this and I'll um, contact him and then maybe this afternoon bring it back on. Just withdraw. Yeah, I'll withdraw my... Um, okay. All right, thanks, please. Yep. Is there any more... Uh, transportation resolutions, Eddie? Yes, there is, Mr. Chair. Okay, let's deal with them. Land and natural, not transportation. Land and natural? Right. Okay. Land and natural in this packet, we have four or five of them in a packet. Russell? And you guys are in the room, 
so you guys should be more familiar with them than I am. But we are going to make some corrections and, and we'll bring them back on again. But the current ones we cannot do with right now. Okay, this 303, we want to do that later then or? Yeah. Okay. I'll bring them back on. I, 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 uh, Okay, we'll uh, bring those on at a, another time. What's the number, Wayne? 324, did you say? Okay, should we deal with that one? Russell's moving. Bring that on the floor. We need a second. tribe and may be terminated by either party within with 30 days notice and nothing in this MOU shall create a joint venture or a partnership between the parties whereas nothing in this MOU shall construe a waiver or abrogation of sovereign immunity or any statutory immunity or a waiver of the diminishment of any standing hunting or fishing right now therefore be resolved that the Rosebud Sioux Tribal Council adopts and approves the recommendations of the RST Land and Natural Resource Committee. And approves the between RST Game Fish and Parks Department and World Wildlife Fund Incorporated. Okay, a motion's on the floor. Is there any uh, questions or discussion? Comments? Where, where are they moving them to? I think you have to find a spot. Where's the money going to come from? They have a
Any other discussion? Need a question. Two. James, all in favor? One, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Not voting? One. Yeah. Hey, I just heard the tail end of the, after the MOU, there's a resolution attached. Uh, it's 2017-323. Bring this on. Okay, Russell's okay. moving on resolution 323. Is there a second? Kathy? Okay, I'll start on the fourth where at. Rosebud Sioux Tribe Resolution 2000-150 was duly enacted recommending that all non-member hunters who harvest or attempt to harvest wildlife species on all trust lands on the Rosebud Reservation be required to have a registered Rosebud Sioux Tribal member guide beginning on January 1st, 2001. And whereas the Rosebud Sioux Tribe Resolution 2000-173 most recently amended uh, on 2.16.16 also regulate the requirement and use of tri tribal hunting guides. Whereas the RST Department of Natural Resources is recommending the consolidation of these older resolutions into this one regarding the tribe tribal hunting guide regulation. Whereas the uh, RST uh, DNR required the use of tribal hunting guide for all non-tribal members except those uh, what does NM stand for? Non-member. Non-member non hunters who have purchased a, a non-member fishing stamp or engaged in fishing only. Whereas the Rosebud uh, Sioux Tribe uh, Game Fish and Parks also requires the use of tribal tribal hunting guides for those affiliated tribal members, ATMs. <laughs> I like all the acronyms. And do not reside within a five-county area. Uh, a, in order to waiver the requirement of using a guide, an ATM must maintain their primary continuous residency within a five-county reservation area for a minimum of one year. They are also required to provide proof of residency via South Dakota State-issued ID license or voter registration. Whereas RST DNR is also recommending the attached documents as official RST hunting guide regulations. Whereas RST DNR will update the Land and Natural Resource Committee and RST Secretary's Office of any official changes or amendments to the attached regulations. Whereas the resolution was presented to the Rosebud Sioux Tribal Land and Natural Resource Committee for discussion and RST uh, Land and Natural Resource Committee recommended to the Rosebud Sioux Tribal Council for approval. Therefore, it be resolved that the Rosebud Sioux Tribal Council had discussed the Land and Natural Committee's recommendation rescinding resolution 
2000-150 and 2001-173 and hereby adopts RST resolution number 2017-323. Okay. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, so does this require them coyote hunters to have a guide every time they go out? Steve? They hunt with dogs? Uh, I guess they have to purchase a hunting license unless it's during the big game season. It specifies right on your season date um, that if you have a big game license that you can, you can hunt coyotes, but if it's out of that time, you have to have a license. Uh, I would say so. Yeah, and every time they hunt? So. Huh? Non-member, yeah. And it kind of specifies it in this. Uh, we're overrun with coyotes out there. The whole state of South Dakota is. And uh, I got a call from the tenants. They're losing sheep down here in Lakeview and because of coyotes. They kill four one day, they kill two the next day, they still counted 12 out there. So, you know, our Indian operators, whenever they have baby calves, you ought to see what a coyote can do to a calf in a matter of minutes. Uh, they just rip them to shreds and uh, we'll leave them. If that cow fights that coyote off, it'll come back later and eat it. You know, I think we need to give these uh, coyote hunters a little leeway and not be so hard on them so that they can kind of keep the coyote numbers down. And uh, I wish we had some kind of, some more legislation in here where they don't have to have a guide every day. Steve, you got a thought or an answer? Oh, okay. Well, that, that's, I'm done. Yeah, that probably needs to be discussed. That always wasn't a, a, a big deal, coyote hunting. Um, and the reason they make them buy tags is it, it all goes back to deer season. Um, a lot of these non-members will go through tribal land with just a general license and they'll say they're hunting coyotes. Um, start purchasing coyote license. But as far as that goes, you know, that's probably something that has to be brought up through the Land and Natural Committee. I don't see a problem with it. There are... Uh, <laughs> coyotes are pretty high this year. There's a, there's a lot of coyotes, but um, yeah, I think you know that needs to be discussed. And you know, <clears throat> this guide service number one was brought forth for safety. Um, there was a, a lady in Ring Thunder who was doing dishes, and a bullet went through her house. And that was like the second or third instance that happened. Um, that's how the guide service got, got implemented and the reason why. But the more and more it goes on, there's more stipulations being added to, and, and you know, and it, it gives people jobs. There's a lot of guides out there that rely on hunters, they rely on, on that, and it brings an economy here to our reservation. Um, <clears throat> but you know, we keep throwing more and more stipulation rules and regs on on the guide service and for the most part people obey the laws um, you're always I don't care how many laws you throw in there you're always gonna have lawbreakers but you know it really needs a discussion and when this is discussed 
there really needs to be a, a group put together, not just with guides, but hunters. Because not everybody wants to be a guide either. But everybody has ideas out there on how things should be run. Um, and it all pertains to the game fishing parks. Um, a lot of the people that sit around here for years didn't understand hunting. We have a director over there that ran game fishing parks for years and years. Um, there's a no lot of knowledgeable people here. There's a lot of knowledgeable hunters out there that are out there every single day that can probably tell you things more than the game fishing parks can. But they did have a meeting with the guides uh, before the hunting season started and there was a couple hundred people there. It was a really, really good showing. Um, again, there was more laws that were trying to be placed on the guides and adding more laws to what's in place already. And those people need to be heard. Uh, whether it be brought here or you have a public setting where they can come in and speak or or whatever. There's ranchers out there that um, worry about the coyotes. But that I think that needs to happen. Um, people look at it as just hunting, but when you have when you're selling a thousand tags a year or more, that's a lot of tribal membership. That's a lot of people that this body needs to pay attention to on what they're saying and what they want. Again, not everybody's a hunter, but um, they do. They they have their concerns and they feel like they've ne they ne they're never heard. Um, there's concerns with the rangers over there, and you know there's there's not enough of them. Bob knows. Bob used to work when there was two. He was the director and had to be out there patrolling. It was worse back then, but when you have a million square miles and you only have four rangers on board, you know, it needs a little more attention. They're, they're spread thin. Um, it's dangerous because everybody you're dealing with has a firearm. Uh, you don't know where they're at, but you know, it, it really does. Uh, I don't know what the game fishing parks, um, I'm not on the land and natural committee, so I really don't know what they bring forth. Um, but you know, they have concerns over there as well. And you know, for the most part, everybody obeys the law. But like I said before, you're gonna have a handful of them that don't so you know maybe the land and natural committee can ask the game fishing parks to set something up for what smoke wants and in some of these hunters I know I get a lot of calls from hunters every day so <clears throat> I think that needs to happen there needs to be a group set up or you know a, a public hearing or something and give them the attention and let them come in and vent and um, the game fishing parks, I'm sure, will join right in, and, and they have their concerns too. You know, you're kind of stuck sitting here uh, between a rock and a hard place because you're you're trying to work with the hunters and the, the entity under the Rosebud Sioux Tribe, but, you know, we can always improve. Um, there's always room for improvement, and, you know, we're always learning. So, 
you know, I think that that's never happened for that department and something like that probably needs to come Thank you. Is there? Yeah. Uh, Mike? <coughs> A little bit old school, but you know, with a bounty uh, arrangement on on coyotes, help out the uh, livestock predation thing. But, but I mean, is there one now? Is there a bounty thing? Who pays it? We have fur buyers that come around once a month. Last year they were giving up to 80 bucks a coyote. Is that right? Sometimes it ranges from 30 to yeah. 80, depending on the need. There's, so, there's I, I mean, it, uh, and how difficult is it to uh, to dispose of coyotes as you as you shoot them? I guess you know. If I'm, if, well, if I'm a, if I'm a hunter and I you know and I decide I want to go make uh, or I got a rifle and I want to make some money and I go out there and, and shoot myself a half a dozen coyotes, you know, how how quickly can I turn that into cash? Uh, like I said, the, Currently. in the winter time they come different areas once a week or once yeah. a month. They'll come by and you take all your stuff over there and they'll okay, buy them but, off. Well, what about the possibility of, I mean, if it's really that big of a, a problem, or, you know, to the uh, livestock people, maybe uh, the, uh, the livestock people, the tribal people get together and come up with a, a local program to, and maybe the tribe, between the tribe and the landowners, we could create our own bounty program, maybe, you know, that gives some of the local boys a chance to make some money, you know, and hopefully they wouldn't riddle any houses with bullets, but, you know. I'll but you I what, mean, that's, you know. It, this year, there's more coyotes out there than I've ever seen. Yeah. There, there was a time when they used to, they used to bait and poison coyotes too, but of course, nobody wants to do that anymore, you know, because it's too dangerous for other, you know, wildlife. Well, you know, they have even coyote calling contests. And they try to have local ones, and you know, there's so many laws and regulations with it. They want a two-week notice, and you know, they put the kibosh to a lot of that. That even gathers family getting together or something. I mean, they could do a father and son, or you know, something. There's, there's ways of doing it, but you know, it's work, and nobody wants to do it. Russell? Yeah, getting back to this resolution, uh, it's kind of my fault. I guess I should have brought the attached documents to the official RST hunting and hunting guide regulations. Should be attached so you guys can review it and read it yourselves. Uh, and I'll make sure that uh, any more resolutions that come in here with that language in it is attached. That's why we. You know, we got to, uh, so I'm, I, I'll take responsibility for this one, for this one. 